Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome to the F1 Starting Grid. Uh, we're excited to be back with you, with the the, the three of us all together. Um, yes. We've got a lot to talk about, so oh I'm, yes. I'm very here with Chad and Micah, and uh, it's been a fun week. It was a great race weekend last week, and we've got another race this coming weekend, so no more of these long breaks in between. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling about everything happening in the F1 world? Well, it's yeah, it's great to have Micah back. I think that's the biggest uh, the biggest buzz around here. Uh, we we certainly we joked uh, not joke it was actually serious, but there's a few times where like I bet Micah would know that we were like mentioning <laughs> yeah. something. We're yeah. like I don't know if it was about like what tires could you use or uh -huh. something. Uh, yeah, in the, the new sprint or something, and we're like uh, Micah would know that. So it was a bummer to have you. We missed you, but um, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I think it. You know, just I think the the hiatus is gone. The the desert. Uh, uh, oh, you know, we had the oasis that we could come to Baku. It took so long to get to there. It seems like uh, we're back in it. And I think it was just, just so, so good to be back into a really fantastic weekend of racing. Uh, yeah. Some ways, uh, from a, from a long, uh, long out, you know, uh, not having races, I should say. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. You know, um, I would, there's been so many comments post Baku, post the race, how, how boring the race was. Of course, Total Wolf is kind of weighing in on that. I I think there's so much for us to talk about. There's I don't so see much. really anything boring about the race. Uh yeah. you know, if it was boring in regard to passing or lack of accidents, okay, I'll give I'll give you that. But I think the action on track in Baku was absolutely spectacular. Some great results, of course. Sojo Perez taking the win uh both days. And so good stuff, good, good racing. I think yeah. all the races though in the season, Baku is probably one of my top three because it always seems to perform this year. I don't think it lived up to what I know Baku to be. And I think that was the thing where maybe that like yeah. the little cherry on top. And yeah, like maybe the race was still eventful we still got some stuff thankfully because nick devries clipped a corner and we got a safety car like but normally baku like we're able to get incredible overtakes and i mean think think back to daniel ricardo and max verstappen hitting each other think back to max and his tire bursting as he's going down the straight you know and oh, so yeah. i think i think when i think of baku i think of all of these key pivotal formula one moments right um, especially within their respective year and this year i feel like it was kind of a stinker compared to other Bakus. Sure, uh, sure. And really, it's all about learnings. We are learning about these cars. We're learning about um, these new regulations. We're seeing how these cars interact on these race on these racetracks that we've never seen them before. One team has managed to figure out how to be fast. Right. And that team finished 20 seconds ahead right. of ferrari you know right. and red bull seems to just be like okay well like we're we're good everybody else you can figure your stuff out uh yeah. we're good <laughs> you know and they are you know they're more than double the points in constructors championships they have 80 180 points and right. aston martin has 87 you know so they're more than well, double the next team but here's the thing going into the weekend and we talked about this on the last episode um was was what were the changes that were made to the cars coming into this weekend? Mm -hmm. What what yeah. kind of changes are we going to see from people? Is there going to be a big a big difference? 
and then we see Ferrari on you know pole position with Leclerc absolutely, and thinking, absolutely. okay, we're going to have a competitive race. And then when it came to actual race time, that what was happening in in quality was not then replicated out on the track. Right. And yeah, what what are your yeah. thoughts, Chad? Well, I, I was reading earlier. Uh, just uh, I think. Um, you know, we also have this, like, to your point, Micah, like this idea of Baku. And right. uh, I think somebody wrote, like, even calling it like the Baku syndrome of, like, you know, yeah. we expect stuff to happen, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you know, with it being tight, tight corners right. um, in, in fast, you know, sections, something's going to happen is typically. So I, I, I kind of was looking at, I'm just re- thinking about this even just now, but um, about where teams playing it more conservative in the hopes that mm-hmm. somebody else would make that mistake and they, they wouldn't. And that is that maybe why we didn't get as much action where more teams being a little more conservative. Um, I, I don't know. Or was it just fate, you know, that just, you know, you know it's just the, the, you know, whatever happened, yeah. but it seems what, like maybe there was maybe some more conservativeness so that mm-hmm. there wasn't as many, you know, touching the walls or, or getting into contact so people could maybe sneak by and, and, and make up some, some spots. Well, I think one thing is that it definitely factors into their strategy, that there's sure. an assumption that there'll be multiple safety cars, not just right. one, but multiple safety Absolutely. cars. Absolutely. And so teams are fa- factoring in their pit stop strategy because mm-hmm. they're just constantly going, well, let's just keep going because there's probably going to be a safety car. And then, you know, feel bad for Lewis Hamilton because he does, uh, does end up pitting. And then right after it, there is that safety car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but usually there's multiple. There's a multiple right. incidents on that Absolutely. track. Yeah. So to have a relatively incident-free race, because that that um, safety car and, and Nick DeFries hitting that wall came pretty early on in the race. And then after that, it was just, you know, it was the Red Bull's way up front, Ferrari and, and, um, right. and Aston Martin just kind of duking it out behind that. And then... And then just one long DRS train from there yeah. on out, right? And, and nobody Ocon able to be out of it. And Hulkenberg, yeah. <laughs> Which, let's, uh, there was a little dr- drama at the end. I mean, at least we got the Ocon coming into the pit. I don't want to jump oh to my, the end yet, oh but coming into the pit. Well, we can talk I, about I, it. From Baku, I mean, though, that is not. I, yeah, what I, 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 totally. I've just, I've been it funny. <laughs> For the, if you guys didn't watch the race or didn't see the last, uh, the last lap, Okong actually had, you know, you have to have two sets of tires, use two different compounds of tires for each race. And he had gone long on a set of hards, hoping for, uh, for a safety laps, car or something, race, to, yeah. to, you know, something that so he could, you know, change, change tires. That didn't happen. So mm-hmm. as a result, he was forced to come into the pits the last lap. Well, typically that pits, the pit straight closes down and they have photographers there and, you know, they do the whole fanfare. Park well, Fairman, yeah. Park Fairman, yes. And so he, as he, you know, coming through, there was photographers and they're starting to put out the, the boards and uh, right where the, the cars drive. I mean, what is it? 60 right. miles an hour there or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, he almost hit some people and there was a lot yeah. of people getting mad at him for, you know, maybe not stopping. Um, but it was, it was crazy and it shouldn't have happened. I think it's well within his right to do everything he needs to do as a driver. Well, and yeah. that's a formula one thing. That's an FIA thing. That's right. Like people, People didn't need to be there anyway. And and here's I'm not gonna put it against the photographer because I I I you know I follow oh, photographers for sure. on social media and they don't follow the race. They're there to take photos. They're not following who hasn't pit or not. But you would think somebody would think Esteban Ocon hasn't pit yet. We should probably not get on the the pit lane yet well, because they haven't pit yet. It's an active racetrack. That's the thing. Right. Until the race is over, right. the race isn't over. And right. that's fully on the FIA to, you know, the right. fact that they allow that to happen. Right. Um, because that's, you know, you look back in the history of Formula One and 
in those times where people have been on the track, people have been, you know, in pit lane, yeah. have been hit. It's disastrous. It is absolutely, I mean, it's just one person getting injured or killed. But in that that scenario, if they there hadn't was, gotten out of the way, it's yeah, 20, it's, 30 people there. It was right. crazy. Yeah, no, it was nice. uh it was unfortunate to see that. So I think this is just gonna, as we've already talked about FIA and some of the <laughs> yeah. the needs there. I think it's yeah. just gonna be a constant yeah. uh for us. Well, let's talk about the sprint, the sprint format. Um mm -hmm. we we chatted about it last week a little bit and we were thinking. Uh, you know, is this going to be beneficial? Is it going to be good for the racing? It does add another another spectacle to watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but now that we've had the weekend, we've had this revised sprint format. What do you guys think? I'm kind of like, I don't know yet. I think I'd need to see it again. I really yeah. enjoyed having three days full of events. Right. I really like four different events versus having even on a sprint, having three. Like I really enjoyed having more content to watch as a Formula One fan. Right. I think what was hard was where last year I actually enjoyed how drivers drove in a sprint determined the way they entered in the race. Right. And so Starting they needed order. to yeah. keep that into consideration. Where now, because it's like a sprint event and it exists in a silo isolated from the rest of the weekend, I don't know if I see it as like a beneficial. I, I think I'd liked last yeah. year's better because at least this last year's, they got an, another practice because like Leclerc complained about, they're not getting another practice and their qualifying and the sprint is nowhere near long enough to even have actionable data being drawn from it right. so i do wonder as well if that also played into the fact that baku wasn't as eventful because yeah they just didn't get enough time driving on this track this year maybe yeah. that's the case maybe not you can't say you know you don't but know. we heard that it wasn't just leclerc i think there was multiple right. drivers who who expressed that and um i'm with you in that it's it's it adds another event um to qualifyings is great mm. um you know, having two two qualities, two races. What's not to love about that? Right. You know, right. and and for the drivers for the championship. I mean, those points matter. You figure you get to the end of the season, and if you're separated by just a, a couple of points, these sprint races are going to factor into that pretty heavily. Um, but yeah, Chad, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we talked about this in our our pre race. Um, I think my biggest just critique in some ways is like. Uh, change it if you will uh, but but are why are we doing things mid-season right um, and are we trying to fix problems that aren't there um i get commercial rights people and you know the, they want to get more action and I, I did enjoy being able to watch something a little more substantial i mean I, honestly I, I i you know throw on uh qualifying and in practice you know i record it and i'll listen to it while i'm like mowing the lawn or something i mean i i, I kind of just absorb any racing so to have a little bit more competition was fun i'm not going to lie but but you can't help but think yeah did that impact the, the 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 nature of the race was it more subdued because of that um i mean just the fatigue on the drivers is going to be more there because they're they're stressed they're worried they're it's all yeah. unknown um yeah for sure long-term impacts on them and the teams um right. And are there going to be more subduedness? Because you know, there, if you're going to have a race where there's where there's points on the line, yeah, 
cars are going to probably get more impacted or could have more crashes. And so again, are we going to, how are we going to see more things like that? So I think it was fun. I think it was, you know, okay, let's try it. But, um, I didn't walk away with like, I, I want to do that forever, but right. I'm, I'm, no, I'm kind of so ever agree, but I really would really be interested to see a reverse grade qualifying sprint so you yeah just take whatever the qualifying was on friday reverse the grid do the sprint reverse the first 10 just like f2 does right and just do that for i know they're not going to do that they're team right not they're not that. no they, they would lose but... their their ever-loving minds it would yeah. it would be i think it wouldn't it would not go over well but that's but the I think... racing that the fans want that's 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 the yeah but here's close the action that we want but but here's the thing: if if it, if it's a decision that's been made by the FIA midstream to try and bolster viewership, like we are already there. F1 is the right. fastest growing sport globally. Right. Um, it's not like we're lacking totally. for for you know for fans. I was just watching. If you guys uh, listening, watching, um, if if you want to get some great F1 content, a uh, photographer named Kim, Kim Illman from Australia. So shout out to Kim. We'll, we'll link down in the comments because he's got great content. Friend, friend, friend of the pod, friend of the pod. Friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. Le we'd love to meet you, Kim. Um, he, uh, he, was, he just did a, a podcast on popularity of the sport in the U.S. And it has doubled, more than doubled in the U.S., Coda um, in just like four years went from two hundred and twenty thousand spectators to four hundred and forty thousand. All three races are selling out. And here's a fun fact: that one F1 race in the U.S. has more viewers than the Super Bowl. And uh, you think about how big the Super Bowl is. And now there's three races. So all that to say, if the FIA is making decisions based on trying to get more people right. to watch, well, we're already there. So right. so yep. it's it's not good justification to make that big of a change. So I'm with you, Chad, as much as, I mean, I'm not, if they keep doing it, I'll keep watching. Right. But I think the driver's concerns are valid. Having that lack mm -hmm. of that, those additional practices is, is exhausting. It's, it's, well, it, it might even be dangerous, um, but two qualities, two races. Yes. It's fun for the fans, but it takes a toll uh, on the drivers for sure. So yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about, about the race. Um, so we already mentioned Red Bull. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> They're just on fire. So do you guys, do you guys feel like Perez is actually up for the fight? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And I think, I think Verstappen knows it, and he mm -hmm. is. He, there's, I think there's just some chinks, some cracks in the armor. Like his emotions are coming out a little bit more, and I think it all has to do with the fact that he feels threatened. So if if Max, I heard an analogy the other day. If Max and him were to be fifty points apart, and there's two races left, and Max DNFs the last two races, it's it's given to Checo. So like. Right. That's where I think he's seeing the long game. And he knows that because he's won two championships now. He's seeing the long game. Every single point has to matter as much as the last points. So you you have to take everything. And not to be his caveat, because I don't want I don't I don't think his actions were warranted, but I think that's maybe in the back of his mind when it was why he was so mad at Russell for the sprint. 
right. is because of that. And so I think Perez is there. Let's say Perez gets every single street course because he's the king of the streets. We know that. The first person to win two races at Baku. No one's ever won twice at Baku. We know that he's there. We know that he's capable of these things. We know that he's fast. I mean, I I, I just... The only way I see Max going and, and just taking it is running away with Sandvoort, running away with, you know, uh, those races where we know Max is really good. I think that's the only thing where I see him coming in. And I think, honestly, each driver is hoping that the other driver has a mechanical issue or crashes. For sure. I, I think they're hoping that. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, Barry, I, what, what do you think? Well, I mean, it, this is from the beginning of this season, our very first right. episode. This was right. the conversation. And I think I, you know, from, from my perspective, I thought if we're going to see intense action on the track this year, it's going to be Verstappen and Perez. Right. And and it's just gearing up to be a fight. And it looks like Christian Horner, at the end of the day, is just going to let his drivers yeah. race. Because the thing is, they're going to win the Constructors' Championship right. no right. matter what. And it doesn't... I think it'll be almost better for the team and better for the sport if Checo wins. Um I think just just yeah. because it it adds more interest, right? You're gonna see a lot more Mexican fans jumping on board. <laughs> um you know it's uh I I think though you know there's a there's the character side of the drivers and we see like mm -hmm. some of the behaviors one of the, the challenges I've had with Lewis Hamilton is that when things don't go his way he just he whines a lot and there's a lot of blaming. And now I'm starting to see the same stuff with Verstappen. And I'm just like, and you know, and you see a driver like um Fernando Alonso this weekend who's out there racing. And as he's racing, he's telling his team how to coach <laughs> Stroll on like, hey, like he wants he's like all for his teammate. And uh, but the, do you think he really is? I don't think I, Fernando Alonso is a good example. Because we're no. talking about present day Fernando Alonso. Okay. Yes, true. Not true. Okay. <laughs> he, is, he is playing up the crowd, man. He is, he is, he is plenty. So, if I say like when, when, when Lance said I'm not gonna pass you, like, hey, right. Fernando's in front, and he's like, he can he can make it make it you know, make a charge, he can try. Yeah, but, like let him we don't know if he's not. We don't this know. This is all a part of Fernando's <laughs> strategy oh, strategy play. to win. Taylor Swift. No, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. It is. I all, all I'm saying is I think you Fernando's been around the sport a long time, and I mm -hmm. get that he's not mm -hmm. like he's not the stand-up guy. I mean, he's had his moments of uh, lots of moments sure. where he hasn't he hasn't shined. But I also think you see some of the maturity. Sebastian Vettel was this way. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, he's like, I'm not gonna be a jerk about this, like. Yeah, and there's times where you get fired up, and it's a it's an adrenaline driven sport. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but it's when you see the, the some of the, the the complaining, the whining, the and I think I think for Snappen was totally unjustified in the way that he not only complained about Russell, but the way he confronted him in the pit lane. I was just like, that's just that's just low. And it was very mm -hmm, classless. Mm -hmm. Very classless. Just. You know, and yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, dude, like bring bring it up a notch. So I think if anything, the racing's gonna be good. Uh, what I'm really watching is what that's gonna look like off the track between the right. two of them. Right. You know, and we saw that with with uh, um uh 
Lewis and and uh, Nico Rosberg back in the day, where mm-hmm. they went from being besties to mm-hmm. to you know to enemies because of that rivalry. And so it'll definitely put a a damper on the team. I think it'll it'll test corner in that regard. But I think it's just going to make for great racing. If if nothing else, if no one else is challenging them, yeah. For Stappen and Paris, do you think, yeah. Do you think then that um, Max would have had a better chance of beating or passing or even getting to Checo if no. there was no safety car? Because he pit right before he pit under a yellow flag and Checo pit under a safety car. So, like, he could have, you know, that's that's time that could have been eaten up, maybe. I don't think he would have. I think he, okay. I think you know as Red Bull obviously trying to stay away from a some contact, especially right. after Max had just you know uh, been a little feisty. But um, no, I don't think he would have. And I think uh, Checo was was was. Uh, I mean, he he had everything to counter what Max was doing, in my opinion. Right. Um, right. He is fantastic driver. So, but on the day, uh, you know, he kept saying the setup on his front end wasn't right. I don't know if that was just an excuse for not doing good that weekend and Checo being better, but you know he just didn't feel like he was at one with the car. So I don't, right. I don't think he would have. But I think just Red Bull was just like, hey, let's just get this out of the equation, so we don't have to worry about some right. contact or some other driver beef that is already brewing. Let's just, let's just stay away from that and and pit him, and we'll have two different strategies. Right. Yeah. No, I think one, well, it's wisdom for the teams to do that. If you, right. you know, two drivers on the track, don't put him, you know, all your eggs in the same basket kind of deal, yeah. and. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's just the way that, that racing goes. And then the drivers know that. It's just, I think the thing is, is that most of the teams have their their lead driver and then the, you know, and then the driver who's kind of playing second fiddle and and the lead, the driver who just has more points or is just producing more gets to kind of have the pick of the strategy. Um, so it that creates a bit of a wrinkle for Red Bull is like, right. you know, or... Perez gets to pick on street courses and on road courses. And I don't know. I don't know how they're going to play that out, but right. it, for me, I don't, it doesn't matter. Cause I think it's just going to make for great racing, especially when we get to the end of the season. Uh, yeah. I'm all you here know? for it. Yeah. Speaking the fi- of the, the rest the of the fireworks grid. will not just be at the end of the race. Just oh, put no. it that way. Oh, no. Speaking on the rest of the grid. Um, you guys think Nick has a future in formula one, Nick DeVries. Not if he keeps going the way he's going. <laughs> yeah, you you can't just drive into the wall. Like right. it's one thing for the back end to break out for me on his track like Baku and and you know, have the the the, the tank slapper, I think they right. call it, or the yeah. But to hit to to run into the wall your front tire, like it wasn't even like being challenged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He just ran into the wall. It was it reminded me of old Mazapin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good old Mazepin. Yeah. Oh, I would never compare anyone to Mazepin. But that's self-inflicted. Yes, yes. That kind of a driving sure. off yeah. the track right there. That we did he's, see. He's a better driver see, than Mazepin. I'll, I'll clarify that. We did he's, see yeah. Lance clip the same corner, just not as hard. We did see Lance clip the same corner sure. on his left tire. And I believe he was double checking to see if there was, like, if there's any track in which a driver is going to clip a corner. Yeah. It's Baku. Like Baku right. is some of the tightest well, has the Monaco, tightest Monaco corner. Wait, Monaco might have the uh, Monaco but that. Baku has the tightest corner. 
in right, all of Formula true. One. Narrowest. So narrowest, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, and I and I and I do think that like that's comes into play, but also he's already what, twenty eight, yeah. almost thirty years old. Well he's the I mean, it's. I don't think that's as much to fact. The the factor is. So here's the thing. No, we more were, of like, do you think he has a future? Like, usually well, they start so young. He's already so old. Well, he. There's a great photo online of of De Vries with I think it's Stroll, Albon, and Leclerc, mm-hmm. the four of them when they were karting, and um, you know, and he was the oldest of that group. The thing with De Vries, and we were talking about this. Uh, before we we even re- started recording, was the fact that he's he's an F two champion, he's right. an uh, uh, Formula E champion. Mm-hmm. Like the guy has, like on paper, oh, he's got he's a phenomenal sure. phenomenal driver. But I think that just highlights how next level Formula One is. That that winning in F two, winning in Formula E, doesn't translate to being at the top of the you know the pecking right. order in Formula One. I think. I think like Schumacher, um, before him, there's gonna be there's gonna be a grace for a season where it looks like yeah. okay, you're making some mistakes. Because remember, we're what four races into the season. Yeah. Right. So uh, let's see how this works out over the next. But if this continues for him, yeah, you know his team's not gonna be on board with no. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're if you're at Haas, if you're at Williams, maybe that's that's a conversation. But like, you're at Alfatari, which yeah, they didn't do great last year. They're not doing so great this year. I get it, but I mean, I just don't expect you. He, we already know he. I mean, he scored points last year with Williams when he was when he was a sit-in driver. Right. So I don't know. I I think maybe my expect like Logan Sargent and Nick DeFries are the only two drivers this year that have not scored points yet, which is I think is awesome because not not that that there's only two drivers that there's 18 right. drivers that have yeah. scored points i think that's great for as much of a weighted to one side the grid is it's really cool to see that you know yeah. every team has scored some form of points this isn't like two years ago when yeah. you know haas and williams were fighting for one point and they could barely get anything so that's cool to see however my expectation or rather like Logan Sargent not scoring a point yet is like okay, all right. I'm not right. I'm not like right. that worried about it. I think it's just interesting to see, especially someone who's come from Mercedes, who is a reserve driver in Mercedes, who has been in Formula One right. in the grid, not like necessarily driving all the time, but has the know-how and has the experience, and it's not able to connect. Is it the car? Is it is it him? Like I don't know. But I just, I just, I'm maybe like a little bummed that I, he's not performing it the way, especially with these little instances where he's crashing, and that just makes me bummed because I'm like, I, I wanted him to be this incredible driver. Yeah, he came into the grid, and it's just Dude. not looking like that anymore. No. Well, okay, so we just have a few minutes left, so the couple. We, we, we want to look to Miami because Miami's coming up this weekend and so back to back weekend races, uh, which is a big, a big, I mean, consider mm-hmm. going from Azerbaijan to <laughs> to the US. Miami. Like, that's a big, quite a flight. It's a big, yeah, it's a lot, a lot to move. And of course, they have their advanced teams and everything that go ahead of them. Um, but 
yeah, we're looking at another race weekend and our second Miami Grand Prix. What are you guys' thoughts uh, going into this weekend? Chad? First off, I just want to say how bummed I am that I'm not going to be there. I was right. I was trying to find a way to go to either there or uh, uh, Las Vegas this year, and tickets were just insane. Yeah. Uh, but interestingly enough, I got a call uh, like a week ago um, from somebody selling tickets from Formula One, and because uh, I you know signed up for pre stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys heard about them? Maybe not selling out yet down there. I have not heard that. They're not I, sold out, I don't think. But so, so I think prices, they're not. I think they're not no. selling out. Is is like like the like other racetracks like yeah. Coda in in yeah. in Las Vegas, and I think they just pri- outpriced it. And so I think this yeah. this individual called me. It was from far. It was a legit call, but they were trying to see if I was still interested in a package. And I was like, I'm not spending you know three or four grand for mm-hmm. tickets. Like, no, thank you. But um, but it just I've heard that that they haven't sold out, which is which. I think is, one of the reasons I heard about that was where i saw a comment was like if i'm gonna ball out i'm gonna go to vegas right like if i'm gonna spend this amount of money i'm going to vegas i'm not going to miami for a weekend like i'd rather go to vegas and i understand that so i wonder if vegas is competing with miami in that way and if formula one needs more of a well, you figure anyone who on the west coast would have gone out to miami for the race is now just going to vegas right I, I do like that we have Vegas, Coda, right. and so we've got yeah. races in three three parts, you know, three mm-hmm. time zones in the country. Yeah. But no, I hadn't heard that, Chad. That's uh uh that's interesting. Yeah. Um but so sorry, so that that's sidebar. But uh so hey, yeah. if, one, if you're following us, I know you're a, a big follower of the pod here. Uh, if you would like to uh, help the starting grid come and we'll we'll cover the race for you. We'll give a lot of coverage if you want to. Absolutely. And Mary, Mary and Mike and come myself were, were shameless plug. I'll get on a flyer right now. Yep. Get ready for practice tomorrow. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, Formula One racing, uh, please. Um, no. Uh, so for my predictions, uh, I'm going to go. I'm on the hype train for Sergio. I mean, I'm a Red Bull fan to begin mm-hmm. with. Um, yeah. I'm definitely on uh, bandwagon him. I, I want to be very clear. Early the season when we talked, Barry, about and, and, and Micah, about the um, the Red Bull Verstappen and, and, and Max, you know, uh, potential and, you know, really seeing that as the only one. I, I didn't really give him a whole lot of real thought. Like, uh, you know, I'd like right. to see how he did, but I wasn't really thinking he was going to challenge max to be honest that's it didn't start sure. that way so sure he's doing he's showing it now and i i am i'm definitely you know get behind him uh i'm gonna go uh so sergio number one um i can't i can't imagine unless something happens max isn't gonna get number two so i'm not gonna go with something crazy um and i think it's gonna be a toss-up between charles leclerc and ferrando again um mm. i think ferrari has has come up with something here uh all is not lost in in the the prancing pony um so i think yeah. they're going to be really hard to beat for that third position i don't think they have any chance in beating max or or sergio um unless something happens with you know the 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 cars um but i think on on their day they're they're probably a little bit better than uh aston um right now and how they're 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 showing um Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So I think there's going to be a, it yeah. could be a, an interesting uh, battle between them, but I'm going to go uh, Leclerc as well. So I know that's not a big, <laughs> a big change from last week, but I think yeah. it's going to be uh, yeah uh, much of the same unless uh, something happens with one of those at the top. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's my, that's exactly what I was going to say as well. I think Perez, Verstappen, Leclerc. Um, I think there's 
unlike Baku, this track doesn't have as many long, long straights. And so it gives the Ferraris are insane out of the corners. Their acceleration out of the corners, hand, you just, just hands down better than Red Bull. But if you give the Red Bull a long enough straight, they just, they, <laughs> they have, they have an afterburner feature, not even including DRS. So right. like they're just, you know, so I think this is going to, I think third place for Leclerc, I don't think we're going to see the 22nd gap. Um, but I'm with you. I think it's going to be a, a, a Perez Verstappen Leclerc race. Micah? Just to be different, just to be different. I think because I'm thinking about this and I'm like, all right, it's Miami. Last year was boring. I'm sorry, but that was it a was. boring race last it year. It was a burner, especially because there was so much hype around it. It was not fun. This race, I'm going to say people know it a little bit better. Um, be a little bit different from you guys. I'm going to go Perez win, which you guys already know. I'm going to go Leclerc second, and I'm going to go Fernando third. Okay. Ooh. And I'm going to say there's going to be an incident. Okay. All right. So, we'll cool. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> it's going to be a fun weekend of racing. Uh, we're excited to see practice kicking off. And uh, and then, actually, I have just a regular weekend of racing. But enjoy the race. Uh, we'll be back next week with our recap uh and a look ahead to the rest of the season but thank you for joining us on the f1 starting grid uh share share the link to youtube or your your favorite podcasting platform get your friends involved i know someone out there that you know loves f1 and uh and would love to join us in these conversations share your thoughts and comments as well we'd love to hear from you and so we'll catch you next time